Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Brian Schink, and a new 1.16 update snapshot was released on Wednesday. We're going to talk about that and the entirety of the 1.16 update in today's episode, so stick around for that. Before we jump into the update news, however, I do have a quick PSA regarding the state of the world we are in. So, as most of you know, we are currently in the middle of a lockdown because of a pandemic, which cannot be spoken on the air because I will get demonetized or whatever the equivalent on podcasting is. But what I can say is please listen to your local health authorities, listen to the government in whatever area you are at, stay inside if requested. If you live in an area where lockdown has not been initiated and you're free to roam around, please practice safe social distancing, wear masks, wear gloves, put on deodorant hand sanitizer, wash your hands, just keep yourself safe, keep the people around you safe. If you or somebody that you know has the virus, and are being told to stay home, please stay home. Do not spread the virus. And while you're at home, take that time to watch this episode of the podcast. Listen to the last episode. Just get caught up. This is only episode number two, so it shouldn't be too much trouble for you to listen to it. With that out of the way, stay home, and let's get right in to the update information, which I know is why you guys came. So 1.16 is just around the corner, and that means a new snapshot was inevitable, but this latest snapshot has brought so much new stuff to the table, not in terms of quantity, but in terms of quality of that new stuff. So we're going to go over that, but first we're going to go over the rest of the update up to this point, and we're going to touch on the latest snapshot last. So I have the Minecraft wiki page up on my computer we're gonna run through every new addition to the game it's gonna be fun I'm really excited for this update and I know you guys are and we're gonna start with 1.16 additions with section subsection 1.1 blocks so within the update we have some new blocks one of which is a really interesting one ancient debris now, ancient debris can be found throughout the nether at any altitude, although it is much more common at lower levels, can be refined into an item called netherite scrap, and that netherite scrap is going to be important later on, but if you have been following the update to this point, you already know what it is. Netherite has the same blast resistance as obsidian, but it is movable with pistons, meaning you now have a blast-proof door, which is going to come very handy in builds. Inventory item floats in on lava, meaning you throw the ancient debris, you throw the netherite scrap, doesn't burn up in lava. Very cool. As stated, cannot burn in lava or fire. A diamond or netherite pickaxe is required to mine it, and it always spawns covered by lava and or blocks on all sides. So you will never find it just caving. You have to mine for it, which is an interesting, interesting thing. No other block in the game actually has that property until now so with that being added we might see some new blocks added later with that specific uh, item identifier and generation rate the next uh, block we have is called basalt now basalt is found commonly in one of the new bombs which we're going to get to in a little bit it makes up basalt pillars 
generates in the new biome, which is the Soul Sand Valley, which we'll cover in depth in a little bit, can be placed directionally, similar to logs. So if you stand and place it on a block that is on a wall, it will stand with the grains facing towards you. If you place it on the floor, the grains will face towards the ceiling. It has a polished variant, which is a new block added in the latest snapshot, and it generates whenever lava touches blue ice while flowing over soul soil. Another new block that we'll get into closer to the end of this section because that is an interesting thing. I will have a picture of that generator on my Twitter so you can see it. Go follow my Twitter at a week in Minecraft on Twitter. Uh, next up, we have netherite. I'm going to skip the netherite block for now until we go to the netherite item. So next up, you know what? Let's discuss biomes right now. You got some of the basics that are not biome specific, but we really do need to discuss the new biomes within the game. So allow me to find these new biomes. So the biomes, we start off with the Crimson Forest. Now there's three new biomes, the Crimson Forest, the Warped Forest, and the Soul Sand Valley. The Crimson Forest, described on the wiki, a dense forest with huge crimson fungi, nether warp blocks, and fungi are found in patches on the ground, and weeping vines are found under trees and nether warped stalactites. Fog effects are very similar to the known, now known as Nether Wastes biome. So the original nether, the one that we have right at this moment, has become the nether wastes biome, and we now have the crimson forest. So within the crimson forest, we have fungi, uh, giant fungi, which are basically like m large mushrooms or trees, more accurately, that have nether wart blocks as the, um, the leaves. They have new weeping vines, that's their like vine variant, and they have a bunch of different uh, grass types, uh, nylium is the new grass that grows over top of, uh, netherite, and we have, like, grass variants, like, I think it's like a crimson root is the new grass in the crimson forest. Uh, zombified piglins, piglins and hogloons may spawn here, three new mobs. So that is the crimson forest, that's a basic rundown of it. The soul sand valley is probably my favorite of the new biomes. Solson Valley, a vast grotto composed of uncovered nether fossils, soul sand, soul soil, large pillars made of basalt, blue fog, and soul fire. Skeletons, ghasts, and endermen may spawn here. So, up until the latest snapshot, there was an issue within the coding where ghasts spawned like madmen in this biome. Um, for example, I was walking through working on this episode and there was about... 30 ghasts in this biome, which is insane for the number of ghasts that has since been tweaked in the latest snapshot. Um, but skeletons and endermen may spawn there. Now, the soul soil is a smoother form of soul sand. It does not slow you down like soul sand does, and it just looks really, really cool. The soul fire is a blue fire that only, like, you can only make this blue fire when you light a fire on top of soul soil. Uh, using the soul soil, you can also make soul fire torches, soul fire lanterns, and so on and so forth, as well as the basalt generator, which I will show a picture of on my Twitter. The next and last biome currently is the warped forest. So the warped forest is like the crimson forest, but blue. 
So description, a blue color variation of the crimson forest, but with somewhat different vegetation and blue particles and purple fog effects. Only Endermen may spawn here. So, if you're looking to get to the uh, end and you need a lot of Ender Pearls, I recommend getting to the Nether and finding one of these biomes. You can use the wood from the fungi to craft wooden items and stuff. You Basically, you can survive in the Nether now uh, because you've got wood, you've got food, which we'll talk about later, and you can get your Ender Pearls and you can get your Blaze Rods. It's kind of, kind of amazing. Um, but that's going to be an easy way to get the Enderman. Everything else is just a blue variant of the Crimson Forest, which is honestly really, really cool. So now that we've gone over the biomes, I'm going to go back to blocks, and we're going to continue by talking about the Crimson and Warped Fungi. They generate in the Crimson and Warped Forests. It can be placed on flower pots, dirt, coarse dirt, farmland, podzol, Nylium, soul sand, and grass blocks. So anything that's a dirt or a flower pot, you can place the fungi on them. Now, when we talk about crimson and warped fungus, they are the tiny little items you hold in your hand, like mushrooms and whatnot. Um, but as we will see, bone meal can be used on a fungi to grow it into the respective huge fungi when placed on the same type of nylium. So, for example, if you take a crimson fungi and you place it on crimson nylium, it will become a huge crimson fungi. Same with the warped fungi. Uh, they're basically like the mushrooms in the Mushroom Island. They are um, just giant variants of the original mushroom. Now, unlike mushrooms, fungi cannot spread. So, uh, that's fine. All you've got to do is bone meal the ground and you will get that fungi. Uh... Just like you get flowers in the overworld, you will bone meal nylium, and you can get that respective type of nylium. Crimson and warped nylium resembles grass blocks, can be spread to netherrack by using a bone meal or a netherrack, netherrack? Yeah, on using bone meal on a netherrack block next to a nylium block. So different spreading than grass blocks, but still they spread. It can be right-clicked with bone meal to generate roots, sprouts, and fungus, as I previously stated. That's how you will get the fungus that you need. Crimson and warped planks, uh, they do not burn. They are the wood that you get from the uh, crimson and warped giant fungi. You, you cut the tree down, and you get the wood. Crafted from the respective stem. Okay, so it's called the crimson and warped stem, not logs. My bad. Uh, it can be used to craft respective slabs, stairs, fences, fence gates, pressure plates, signs, buttons, doors, and trap doors. Cannot be used as furnace fuel since they do not burn. That is a really interesting touch that I wish they added sooner because it really didn't make sense that they could not burn in lava, they could not burn in fire, and yet you can burn them in a furnace. And they do the same as regular wood. Now, if they wanted to bring that back and make it to where they worked in a furnace but they provided a longer fuel time, like they burnt for longer, that would be interesting. But I like how they do not burn in a furnace, as they cannot burn just in lava or fire. Crimson and warped roots are the foliage that generates in both crimson and warped forest biomes, as well as soul sand valleys, and they can be placed into flower pots, which is another interesting thing. I don't think you can place 
grass into a flower pot, but I have to check that. I am not 100% sure. The crimson and the warped stems. Okay, so the wiki has this in a really weird orientation. These should have been first. This should have been higher up on the block list because you've already talked about the wood, but I, I, don't, I don't really care. Uh, the crimson and warped stems. The blocks that comprise the trunks of huge fungi, they have an animated texture, which is the first wood variant to have an animated texture, have a top texture similar to a regular log block, can be placed directionally, just like logs, and then the basalt. They do not burn, just like their uh, other variants, and they have respective stripped variants, which I like the stripped variants. They add lots of, like, additions to build i've loved them since they were originally introduced in the i think it was two snap two updates ago but i've liked them since then it's just just a really really cool ability uh unless you're trying to open a door in a house which is next to a wooden pillar with an axe i have uh completely stripped my entire uh columns several times just trying to open a door to my house with an axe in my hand which is not fun, but it's something that happens. Uh, next up, we have Crying Obsidian. So Crying Obsidian is an old block that was in the game a long time ago and has just recently been re-added in this snapshot. So Crying Obsidian is used to craft respawn anchors, which we will be getting to in a little bit. can be obtained by bartering with piglins, which we will get to again in a little bit has a light level of 10 which is really good that's just above monster spawning emits purple particles resembling tears has the same blast resistance as regular obsidian which i don't know why it wouldn't and programmer art texture is the old texture from 2011 which is fun actually because that means they brought in an old texture for a new block which is an old block that they repurposed for something new which is really really awesome Hyphea is a new block. It's a variant of stems with the bark on all six sides. Also has a stripped variant, just like the bark blocks and the stripped bark blocks in regular, in like from regular uh, wood types. I think you craft that with a four x four of that block, and you get four uh, bark blocks. Or in this case, hyphae blocks, or however you say that. Next up, new block. I'm really excited about this. This came in the last snapshot. It is a lodestone. The lodestone is crafted with a netherite ingot, which you will get to in a little bit, and eight chiseled stone bricks. Now, here's the best part. Using a compass on one creates a lodestone compass, which points to that lodestone block at all times. So, you can basically change the direction your compass points from world spawn to wherever you need it to by using a lodestone this is going to be so so useful in multiplayer games it's gonna it, single player games even it's going to be so useful i i cannot wait to start playing with this its functionality applies in all dimensions not just the nether unlike the respawn anchor i am happy about that I'm just, I'm really, really excited. Next up is one that's been asked about for a long, long time. Nether Gold Ore. A variant of gold ore found in the nether. Drops two to six gold nuggets when mined. This is affected by fortune the same way other ores are. For a maximum possible drop of 24 golden nuggets 
with Fortune 3. That is... What? Okay, so... 8 plus... No, 9... Nah. That's over 2 gold ingots worth of gold with Fortune. That's insane! Good lord! I, I had no idea the drop rate was that large. It, 24 gold nuggets with Fortune 3... That's going to be your most effective way of getting gold, aside from, you know, the pigmen farms, which I don't even know if that's going to still work with the zombified piglins. Um, nether gold ore obtained with silk touch can still be smelted into a single gold ingot, which is now inferior to Fortune 3. Good God. Good Lord. You could... Can be mined with any level of pickaxe, also drops experience orbs, as you would expect from an I item that when mined drops a refined version. Nether Sprouts is next. Foliage that generates in the warped forest resembles grass in the overworld. Okay, so the Nether Sprouts is what I was thinking of originally. That's that's the different thing. Alright, next up, Polished Basalt. Now, I'm going to probably get a lot of hate for this. I say basalt, people say basalt. I don't really care. I say basalt, you say what you want, just don't hate on me for it. Obtained through the stone cutter using basalt, can also be crafted from basalt in a 2x2 grid similar to other polished blocks variants. Purely decorative and directional like normal basalt, there is no crafting recipes for it yet, although mods are going to go ham with these new blocks. Next up is another really, really good block, is the respawn anchor. Now, the respawn anchor is going to be good with mini games if people can get into the source code and change it from being uh, dimension appropriate to working in the overworld or just nether and mini games if we want as a life counter for a specific player. It is crafted with six crying obsidian and three glowstone. It can be used to set spawn points in the nether using glowstone as charges. A maximum of four charges can be set at once, and one charge is depleted with each respawn. Comparators can track how much it's charged, which means you can have that life counter on your side of the field. It is great. It emits a slight amount of light, which gets stronger for each charge added, and once there's four charges in, it emits the same light level as glowstone, which is going to be really good for like lighting fixtures and stuff. I'm like really excited to get in and work with this block. Um, it, using it in the end or the overworld causes it to explode and set fire to surrounding blocks similar to beds in the nether and end. So this is the bed for the nether. I can't wait to see what they do for the end because they've got to do something. That's going to be cool. It's going to be like the end dragon something. Um can be charged using a dispenser and the portal animation on the top texture is inverted from the nether portal textures which is really cool because it's in the nether then why not use the nether portal texture water all right next up we have the shroom light the shroom light emits a light level of 15 similarly to glowstone it can be mined with any tool, but hoes are the most effective. Hoes are finally getting some uses aside from tilling the ground. I'm excited about that. It generates as a part of the huge fungi, although I think they're more prevalent in the warped forests than the crimson forests, but I might be wrong. That was just my experience playing around with it. Um, but next up, I already discussed the soul fire. 
Buddha variant of fire, fire lit on soul soil, or soul sand, apparently. Turns into soul fire regardless of dimension, burns forever similarly to netherite and magma blocks. Generates naturally in the soul sand valley biome in the nether, deals damage of a rate of two hearts. No, two, or one heart per second as opposed to the one, ha one hit point half a heart per second of regular fire. Hmm, so it's hotter. Gotcha. Does not extinguish when in the rain. That's cool. That is cool. Okay. Soulfire Lantern gives off a lit level of 10. Crafted similarly to the normal lantern using a Soulfire Torch instead of a normal torch. Has an animated texture just like its normal counterpart. Some light level of a soul... Same light level of a Soulfire Torch, but less light than that of a normal lantern. Okay, so it doesn't give off the same amount of light as a lantern. That's interesting. Soulfire Torch gives off light level of 10. Crafted similarly to a normal torch with soul soil being placed under the stick. Gives off a light level less than a normal torch. So that would only be used for atmospheric stuff. You don't... It, it, it's not like it's going to help you anymore in when caving. Soul soil. Generates in the soul sand valley alongside conventional soul sand. Fire lit on soul soil is blue and is called soul fire. The player does not sink in and is not slowed when walking on the soul soil. Considered a full block unlike soul sand and can be used to summon the wither. That is fun. That's a fun one. Didn't know that last one. That must be new. That was that that's actually good. Next up, target block. This whole wiki is so out of whack. Why not put everything in from one dimension into that dimensional? Yeah. Anyway, target block. It's a redstone component that can be activated by shooting projectiles into it. The signal is stronger depending on how close the projectile is to the center of the block. The signal strength goes oof. The signal strength goes up to 15. It can be crafted using a hay block and four redstone dust pieces. It can be mined with any tool, but hoes are the most effective. Again, another thing for the hoe to do aside from plowing the field and does not need a comparator to send a signal strength. That is fun. We now have a new thing. And this is going to be really good, probably going to be really good for random number generators, especially with how randomly the uh, like dispensers shoot arrows. So this is going to be, a, this, I can't wait to see how people like use this in their builds and in their redstone contraptions. Next up, we're jumping back into the nether for twisted vines, but I'm going to take a drink of my water first. Alright, twisting vines. They generate in the warped forest, is placed on the top of a block, and it grows upwards, can be climbed like normal vines, can be bone mealed. So this is an odd one, because it is just like a normal vine, except for the fact that it grows like anything you would see in Willy Wonka, opposite. It's, it's an odd one. Um... But it's really cool one, and it's going to be really cool for decoration and, like, underwater builds because it grows upwards, and you can make it look like it's, like, seaweed or something, or, like, a blue seaweed. Um, warped Wart Blocks. A variation of the wither Nether Wart Block, but cannot be crafted. Generates as a part of huge warped fungi. Sometimes generates on the ground, replacing the warped nylium in warped forest biomes. Which is cool. It is a blue nether wart variant, which is going to make builds even easier to make with blue blocks in them because it's a new blue block. Weeping vines 
generate in the crimson forest placed on the bottom of a block and grows downwards can be climbed like other vines can be bone milled so just like the twisting vines but they grow normally just like a regular vine uh, next up we are in the items area so this is where I am like really excited to talk about because we have a new tool and armor set finally something better than diamond peace out diamond I don't need you anymore this is epic I can't wait to talk about it netherite armor so remember I talked about ancient debris a while ago well we start off with netherite so netherite if I can find there it is netherite is crafted using four gold ingots and four netherite scraps that's that's right four netherite scraps so you have to find four different um ancient debris lost the word there and you have to mine that ancient debris then you have to take that home and smelt it and four gold ingots so it's a pretty pretty expensive ingot ingot and that's just for one it can be used to upgrade diamond tools and armor in a smithing table now the one thing that I don't like about this is it takes one netherite ingot to upgrade anything from a helmet to a chest plate to a sword to a pickaxe one netherite ingot my my thought is depending on the item you should need a different amount of netherite ingots to upgrade that item for example a sword takes two of the um, diamonds so give it one netherite to upgrade it a pick takes three and so does an axe make it take two uh, the chest plate takes eight make it take four the helmet takes five make it take three make it difficult to obtain but just good enough that it's worth all the time you have to spend um, on that being said it really don't matter it's not uh, not that big of a deal everything we talk about in this section floats in lava and cannot burn in lava I'm gonna put that out there right now because I don't want to have to constantly repeat myself about that every time now on to the armor made of netherite the first new armor we've had in years at this point so netherite armor is upgraded using a smithing table with a netherite ingot and respective diamond item does not burn in lava as a dropped item or when worn players equipping netherite armor however can still take burning damage uh, they're tougher than diamond armor and has a higher durability and enchantability than diamond but not higher than gold so gold is still the best when it comes to enchantability they get the best enchantments uh, and stuff like that which is why we need an enchantment extractor to put those enchantments on a book so we can transfer them to our diamond armor we have those in mods i want them in base game but it's never going to happen so we move on netherite axe hoe pick shovel and sword so netherite tools again upgraded using a smithing table with a netherite ingot and the respective diamond item does not burn does not it floats has higher durability mining level breaking multiplier and enchantability than diamond but not higher than gold all items except the hoe deal one more damage than their diamond counterparts which is going to be really good for mini games and stuff like that another ingot 
Netherite scrap, we already went over that. Lodestone compass, entering another dimension with one contain. Okay. Lodestone compass. Entering another dimension, then the one containing the right clicked lodestone will cause the compass to shake uncontrollably like a map in another dimension. So if you right click a lodestone with a compass in the nether and travel to the overworld, the compass will then spin uncontrollably. Right clicking with stacked compasses will turn all compasses into lodestone compasses. They will point towards that lodestone and the the right click will keep them all stacked which is going to be nice for making lots of compasses for your friends uh spawn eggs for the new mobs uh, warped fungus on a stick is crafted with a fishing rod and a warped fungus can be used to control a new mob in the same way as a carrot on a stick with pigs right click while riding the new mob will temporarily boost speed similarly to riding pigs mob time it is time to get into the new mobs I have been, was trying to speed through the items area because there wasn't very many, but I needed to get to the mob area. This is where the big changes are coming in. So first off, we're going to start base level. First mob we've seen, we saw in the update, Hoglins. The Hoglins, spawn in Crimson Forests, are a hostile mob. Drop raw pork chop and occasionally leather when killed. Have an adult and a baby variant, just like any regular animal. Oh, did I mention this was an animal? Yeah, we have our first nether animal. Um, they can be bred with crimson fungi, are hunted by adult piglins. Baby piglins are not hunted and do not hunt hoglins. Avoid placing, avoid placed warped fungi. They don't like the warped fungi. Baby variants are occasionally ridden by the baby piglins, and it's so cute. Up to three baby piglins can ride on one baby hoglin, and it's so adorable. I just want to, I just want to pet all the baby piglins and baby hoglins. They're so freaking cute. With that, piglins. This is what we came here for. Piglins spawn in crimson forests and nether waste biomes. They randomly spawn with golden sword or crossbows. The adults are hostile, but the babies are passive. They will not attack players wearing at least one piece of golden armor, although adult piglins turn aggressive when a player is mining blocks of gold or opening chests, even if they are wearing gold armor. The player can barter with them by right-clicking with a gold ingot or dropping them on the ground, which makes them drop at least one item or block. Some barter statistics I'm not going to bore you with. All I'm going to tell you is you can get... Soul Sand, Fire Chargers, Gravel, Leather, Nether Brick, Obsidian, Crying Obsidian, Nether Quartz, Glowstone Dust, Magma Cream, Ender Pearl, String, Iron Nuggets, Fire Resistance Potions, that's a new one, Fire Resistance Splash Potions, Iron Boots, Soul Speed, which is a new enchantment, Netherite Hose, Enchanted Books, and an Enchanted Book with Soul Speed. The Piglins, the Adult Piglins, Attack of the Adult Hoglins, the baby piglins do not attack the adult piglins and will not attack the baby hoglins. Baby piglins ride on the back of baby hoglins and up to three baby piglins can ride on the back of a baby hoglin. I have got to show you guys a picture of the baby ho piglins riding the baby hoglins. It's adorable. It's so adorable. Uh, another cool thing about the piglins is they're afraid of wither skeletons. They will attack wither skeletons if they're in the area. So if you see a piglin inside of a nether fortress, 
it will attack the Wither Skeletons in there. They avoid Soul Fire, Soul Fire Torches, Soul Fire and Lanterns, and Zombified Pigmen, or in this case, Zombified Piglins, can spawn with Golden Armor, will convert to a Zombified Piglin when in the overworld, have an is immune to zombification data value that prevents them from zombifying in the overworld. Oh, no, that's a new, uh, that's a new tag you can put on them that prevents them from zombifying in the overworld. Good for, like, making, like, parties or just, like, animations or games or whatnot. Uh, is that? Oh, and there's one more mob. Okay, I thought there was more. Uh, last mob! New mob, love this mob, I want this to be my child, the Strider. So the Strider is a new passive mob that spawns in the nether on lava oceans. Now, when you kill this thing, it drops between two and five strings, can be saddled and controlled with warped fungus on a stick, moves in and out of lava. Oh yeah, uh, it walks on lava. This thing is now a lava boat. We now have lava boats because it spawns on lava oceans and walks across the top. With that being said, it shivers when out of lava and moves significantly slower when it is out of lava. Because apparently it's cold when it's not sitting in the boiling lakes of lava. It's damaged by water and rain, just like Enderman. Has an adorable baby variant. Can be bred using warped fungi. Can spawn with baby striders riding them. Can jockey with zombified piglins riding them. If they spawn with a zombified piglin, they will also have a saddle equipped, and they have an 8.5% chance of dropping that said saddle when killed, unless you place the saddle on their back, and then they have a 100% chance of dropping that saddle. Whew! That's a lot of information so far, and we're not done yet. Next up, we have structures. These are new structures that are spawning in the nether, and one that is forthcoming that we haven't seen yet. So first off, we have the basalt pillars. They are floor-to-ceiling pillars of basalt that generate in soul sand valleys. It's really interesting when you see them because they don't look natural, but you know that they are naturally generated. And it just adds a little extra to the soul sand valleys, and it's really cool. The, hub the crimson fungi, uh, we don't need to discuss those. Nether fossils. They're just fossils, and they were just added to the Soul Sand Valley. They're just like regular fossils. Oh, wait. No, these fossils are different from the overworld fossils and generate with random pieces of basalt instead of coal ore. Interesting. I thought they were the same. And one new one is the Nether Bastion. I haven't... I don't see any, like, addition log for the Bastion right now. Um, But it is the Piglin City... It will spawn probably in the Crimson Forest. I can't wait to see what these Nether Bastions look like. It's going to be really cool. Aside from that, there's just a bunch of like uh, gameplay and stuff. Uh, additions, particles, um, commands and stuff. There's the new... Oh, right. There's the new uh, enchantment that I forgot about. The Soul Speed Enchantment, it allows you to walk significantly faster on soul sand and soul soil, which is going to make for nether tunnels and just regular tunnels even. As long as you have soul soil 3, or soul soil, soul speed 3, you're going to be able to make a soul sand tunnel in the overworld, and it's going to be significantly faster than running, which is going to be awesome. Awesome. 
And with that, that's really all the new additions to 1.16 so far. There's still a couple more updates that we're waiting for, and I kind of want to see what else they bring out. So uh, in the next few weeks, I'll keep bringing you guys information on the newest snapshots. All right, being that section one was so long, we're going to combine sections two and four into one section so that way we don't go over our timestamp and because they're pretty much the same information. So for our breaking news segment of this, Minecraft Dungeons is now out for a closed beta. So you can go on to twitch.tv and there are people playing Minecraft Dungeons on there. Uh, Captain Sparkles is starting a series with Zine on his channel, so go check that out. Uh, you can watch people play Minecraft Dungeons and it's actually really, really good looking. Um, there's no set release date for the full game for everyone to play, but as we get further into the closed beta, I'm sure they're going to uh, show us a little bit more and give us an official release date, because I'm really, really excited to get my hands on this game. Uh, and with that, we go on to what should be section four. Uh, this is the YouTube. There's really only one major uh, piece of information you need to know, and that is the cram. So last weekend uh, i'm not sure an exact day or time the captain sparkle server had an ender dragon fight event which most server community servers have where everybody went to the end and fought the ender dragon only thing is within the server there is what they call an entity cram uh, cap so you can have no more than five of any one species of animal in within a five by five chunk wide area and it's similarly for people the more people you have the easier it is for the server to go down so they implement a uh, data cram uh, plugin however when everybody went through the end portal to the end and appeared on that small platform people started to die because of entity cramming and people were losing items uh, they thought they could set keep inventory but were found out that it only works per dimension so there was that big disaster that happened on the server I personally was not on the server during that event I was at work however I have heard rumors and I've talked to a couple moderators about the event and the uh, tragedy and it's it, it was pretty bad they're implementing some new server rules some new server backup requirements and stuff like that so that way an issue like that does not happen again um, Aside from that, there's been no word on any anything featuring with 2B2T as we discussed last week. Um, the Hermitcraft server, I have not gotten the chance to uh, look at any of the new developments there. That will be our main focus of next week as I have to catch up on some specific Hermitcraft players. Uh, there are YouTube Minecrafters out there who are doing stuff that I'm not aware of. There's just too many... Minecrafters to count. I'm trying to keep my head wrapped around the top five Minecraft YouTubers out there to try and get as much information as possible. However, there's just so many out there. I don't have enough hours in the day on top of school, work, working on the podcast, working on my YouTube series and my music. So I will get as much information to you as possible. It's just not always going to work out the way that I want it to. Section 3, this is the section where I give my list of the top 5, my top 5 favorite 
something. So, for this particular section, lost my wording, I'm going to be doing the top five, my top five favorite Minecraft songs, followed by my Minecraft song of the week choice, and I'm going to play a little clip of each of the songs so you get a glimpse of the song, so that way you know what songs I'm selecting. Simple enough, right? So, we're going to start off with number five. I'm going to give you guys the name and the artist and then play the clip. So, number five is a song that I listened to quite a bit when it first came out. Got back into listening to it in its uh, series recently. It's a lesser-known Minecraft series of songs, uh, which there's another item on this list that is in a more well-known series. Uh, but this one is from Ant Venom. It is... My favorite song out of the series, Through the Night. Now, it's part of a series that features songs like, uh, what was it? Not Shooting Star. I can't remember the title, um, but it's a really, really good series of songs. And I recommend checking them out when you get a chance. But this one's Through the Night by Ant Venom. Here's a clip. Alright, so that was a short clip of Through the Night by Ant Venom. It's a really, really good song. I recommend it. That's just my favorite song from that series. Next up is a song from a similar series of music videos. This one you will definitely know, uh, even if I just play part of the song for you. It is probably one of the most well-known series of Minecraft songs out there by one of the most well-known uh, duo for Minecraft music making. Fallen Kingdom by Captain Sparkles and Try Hard Ninja. It's one of the first Minecraft songs I ever listened to. One of my favorites of all time. It's just, it, it's so good. It took the the music and bassline from Viva La Vida by Coldplay, and it added really catchy lyrics. And I love listening to this song when I'm on car rides, when I'm at work. Here's a short clip of Fallen Kingdom by Captain Sparkles and Try Hard Ninja. So that was Fallen Kingdom. Next up is a song from a youtube minecrafter who who took a break for a long time uh he was part of a series of like, uh, like a group of people um new, known as team crafted it's a song they put out i forget who it was composed with i know it's a, a duo work i know the original one uh just by this definition you should know the artist uh, but this song is another one that got me into minecraft music in general the animation is incredible. Oh, Slam a Cow did the animations for this one. Slam a Cow hasn't come up much recently in the Minecraft scene, but he has some of the greatest Minecraft animations of all time. This is New World by Sky Does Minecraft, featuring someone and Slam a Cow. All right, so that was New World by Sky Does Minecraft. As you can see, really, really good song. I've more than likely played that epic guitar riff from about halfway through the song. Mm, love that guitar riff. It's such a good, good riff in a good, good song. Next up is a personal favorite. Not very many people, I believe, know this one song, but it's a personal favorite of mine. Um, I used to sing it all the time. My sisters kind of got upset with the amount of times I sung it. Um, we would play it on repeat over and over and over. It's from a really well-known artist and really well-known YouTube channel. It just doesn't seem like people have given it the like respect and honor that it deserves for how good of a song it is. 
Uh, it's This Is My Biome from the Yogscast crew. Now, This Is My Biome is a song that, like, I, I don't think it was my first Minecraft song ever, but it's one of the first ones. As you can see with a lot of these, I have a lot of nostalgia for these songs because they were some of the first ones I ever listened to when I started getting into Minecraft back when it was in, like, 1.3, 1.4. Um, so I'm going to play a quick, quick clip, quick clip, ugh. It's a really hard thing to say. A quick clip of This Is My Biome from Yogscast. So that's This Is My Biome from Yogscast. It's it's a really, really good one. Um, I guarantee you guys should go and watch it after this. All of these you should definitely go and listen to. But you can probably guess what my number one pick for top five favorite, personal favorite Minecraft songs of all time is. It's from an artist that's already been featured once on this list. It was a big meme in 2019. I guarantee you guys will know what this song is before I even say it. So I'm just going to say it. It's Revenge from Captain Sparkles and Try Hard Ninja. Favorite song of all time. Or at least favorite Minecraft song of all time. It's just, it is my childhood. This song is is not the first song I listened to ever. That one was Fallen Kingdom. Just hands down. Revenge. Such a good song. Such a basic song. Such a good song. I love it. I love Captain Sparkle's music. I love Try Hard Ninja's music. Before I continue, here is a quick clip from Revenge by Captain Sparkle's and Try Hard Ninja. Mmm, I love it. So that was Revenge, rounding off my top five favorite Minecraft songs of all time. Run through the list real quick. Number five, Through the Night, Ant Venom. Number four, Fallen Kingdom, Captain Sparkles, and Try Hard Ninja. Number three, New World, Sky Does Minecraft. Number two, This Is My Biome from the Yogcast. And number one, Revenge by Captain Sparkles. Top five favorite songs. And my Minecraft pick song of the week which I'm lumping in with the top five Minecraft songs to save on time, is another Yogscast song. This one was a really big thing when it first came out. And I think it's still talked about quite a bit, although not as much as, like, the Fallen Kingdom series or Revenge. It's Don't Mine at Night. Now, this song brought a lot of memes and a lot of, like, meme fodder to the Minecraft scene. And it was probably one of the first memefied Minecraft songs ever. But it's a really good song nonetheless, and I feel that people aren't listening to it to listen to it. They're listening to it for the meme. So I really recommend sit down, listen to it. Don't dedicate it to being like a meme song. Just listen to it the way that it was intended to be listened to because it's a really good song. I really personally enjoy it. That is my Minecraft song of the week. Here is a quick clip of Do Not Mine at Night. Alright, so we are coming to the end of the podcast, but first, before we leave, um, we have the community challenge that I still have to get to. This week's is going to be quite simple. I don't expect very many people to participate in the community challenge, but if you if you feel like it, if you have a chance to sit down and worry and work on it, I the community challenge I've brought up is a coronavirus uh, containment unit, like, from entrance to a cell or anything, anything coronavirus containment, uh, make it look like a zombie apocalypse, I don't care, 
to bring something interesting to the table, something that not a lot of people will have thought about or brought to the table. I want to see creativity. I'm also going to take part in this, and I'm thinking about doing it in 1.16 in the new snapshots to include the new blocks, the new like mobs, all that type of stuff. I want to see what you guys can do. I want to see how creative this community can get to being without like mods and stuff. Just 100% vanilla, a, a coronavirus containment unit, uh, make your project, take a picture, or send me the world file. I will throw up the top three uh, onto my Twitter uh, page. Uh, I'll throw all the, um, the the entries, pictures of the entries onto my Twitter, and then I'll mention the top three. So give me your Twitter handle, send me your pictures over Twitter, whatever you can, and I'll post them, the top three, on Twitter. Uh, there's no prizes. It's just for the accolades. Uh, every post will go on my Twitter, but the top three will get a special post dedicated to each one. So coronavirus containment cell, containment facility, whatever you guys can think of. Be creative and build something awesome. With that being said, that is the end of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you leave a like. Subscribe to the podcast here on CastBox so that way you can stay up to date whenever I post another podcast, which is every Sunday at 2 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, or around that time zone. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends. Spread the word. I would love to continue growing this podcast community and get to a point where I can bring on sponsors. Just like last week, I ask you guys, tag your favorite Minecraft YouTuber. Um, My goal is to interview every Minecraft YouTuber you guys can post and you guys can tag and get interested in the podcast I would love to interview Rendog of the Rendog community of the Hermitcraft server first. He was my introduction to YouTube. But if I can't get him right away, I'd love to interview smaller creators. Anybody really that would want to come on the show, I'd love to, you know, interview them, talk to them about the game, talk to them about updates. So share this with your friends. Share this with those creators. Tag them in posts with this podcast in them. And just stay tuned for more podcasts coming weekly. I may start a sub-series, like a sub-week series where I talk about smaller things. It would be like a 10-minute podcast throughout the week. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know how much time I'm going to have. On that note, again, thank you so much for watching. Stay tuned, and I'll see you guys next week. Keep crafting, my fellow crafters.